weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. We're doing this sober during the day and it doesn't feel right. I know. It feels kind of weird. We sort of sat down. I'm like, I don't have like one drink like around me. I'm kind of like, I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) I've got a cup of tea. Oh, it's what's become of us. Oh my God. Is this old age? No, this is what the veterans died for. Because this is Anzac Day. This is Australia's Veterans Day. (laughs) And we're doing exactly what the veterans would have done. We're recording a shitty comedy horror podcast. <laughs> they were piss farting about. Yeah. Oh my god. No. See that may, now I feel twice as bad because I know for a fact, considering how much how much my granddad drank, who fought in the ward yep. on the good side, <laughs> on the good side, because there is some German descendants. He was on the good side. He fought for Australia, Rat of Tobruk. He was fighting so we could be drinking. Yeah, absolutely. I feel bad. I've let him down. You well, you have, and you've dishonoured the legacy of the hundred thousand odd Australian servicemen and women that gave their lives in defence of this country. But do you know how many times I have gone to Anzac Day celebrations, got drunk, and rubbed up against sailors? So believe me, I have done my part. I I can't tell the story here, but I had the fucking craziest Anzac Day in Port Augusta in about two thousand and four. Oh, my God. Tell us more. Well, the, the one thing I can tell you is that yeah. at one point I ended up hanging around with some Timor veterans, mm-hmm. one of whom um, was former Special Forces. Uh-huh. But he was the nice, He was the least rowdy out of all of them. Like, this guy actually had his shit in, in control. Uh-huh. But we, at one point, were driving around the town with a police escort. Mm-hmm. We were fucking so drunk. <laughs> we're in the back of an army truck. Uh-huh. I have no military ties beyond my father and my grandfather's. Uh-huh. Right, so nothing. Like, I, I'm a journalist. Mm-hmm. And we are shit-faced drunk in the back of an army truck and we drive to the local Woolworths, which, you know, it's like a Walmart, I suppose, like just a grocery store for our American listeners. Mm-hmm. And they've got Woolworths, but, you know. These guys jump out in yeah. full army gear with, with like, the rifles that they earlier marched with and pretended to hold up the fucking store. But they knew everyone in there and they had a police escort and it was a huge laugh. But I just remember being in the back of these guys just thinking, we are, we are all doing career-losing shit <laughs> right now. No, but it's shits and gigs. What happens on Australia Day is patriotic, mate. Patriotic. Yeah. As long as you do it in spirit of those ancestors and raise a cold bevy to them. Ah. I can tell you right now, my grandfather, good old Bob, while he was away in the war and his wife was doing her part for the war effort <laughs> back home, uh, em- embracing the American uh, trainees between yeah. her thighs. <laughs> Oh, talk about embracing the American spirit. Yeah, believe me, your family has done so much for the Anzac tradition. I can tell you right now, old Bob would have loved to hear a shitty podcast while he was stuck in those horrible tropical beaches in the Coral Sea, (laughs) waiting for the Imperial Japanese Army to approach. While the American soldiers were stuck in the horrible sandy beaches of your grandma. Oh, mate. (laughs) Port Perry was a railway town and they ran a train on her. (laughs) Toot, toot. (sighs) Um, Thomas the Wank Engine. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of wanking machines, yeah. actually, that's so bizarre because do you know what this uh, – do you know what we're doing this year? We are celebrating the 10-year anniversary 
of hot mugshot guy. Hot mugshot guy. Do you remember this guy? It was oh. like about ten years ago. The uh, a man was actually arrested for felony weapon charges, gun possession, resisting arrest. Yeah, his mugshot was. I don't know, leaked to the general public. He was smouldering, wasn't he? Oh, the bluest of blue eyes, the smoothest skin that you've ever seen in your life. Because he was a brown guy as well, so having like super blue eyes was... I mean, even for me, it was like, oh, even I'd fuck him. Yeah, you were just like... Yeah. Yeah, oh, my Lord. Just like beautiful mix of why all the racers should just get in and fuck each other because the results are beautiful. Fucking Genghis Khan, that shit. Oh, my God. Like, Mariah Carey and this guy, Jeremy Meeks. Can you believe it's like 10 years ago? (sighs) And it was so weird. So, he was actually... So, he was sentenced for gun possession and resisting arrest. Okay. Deary me, yep. He actually ended up serving 13 months. Okay. But in those 13 months, well, after after his mugshot got released. Yeah. He was inundated with modeling contracts from all around the world. Like he was even getting like um contracts from French companies that were trying to get him to sign. So I think that's one of the reasons that he got out after only 13 months because he was like um yeah, I literally have like 200 like job offers. <laughs> so came out, signed with a modeling agency, went on to like be the lead face of all these like fashion awards, was on the cover of like fashion magazines. Okay. You know, um, I forget. Oh, it was one of the, you know, it was one of the ones like face of Dior or, you know, all these yeah. kind of stuff. Um Oh, my God. So now he's even branched out. He's done had a couple of acting roles, you know, in the movies. This is way more uplifting than the story of that guy that had the really good voice who was, like, homeless. Oh, yeah, no. He. Oh, my God. Not only that, he went on and ended up doing, like, a multi-millionaire heiress. Really? Who owned the – he had divorced his wife, who he had a child with. Right. um, Hooked up with, like, a billionaire heiress who, like, owned the top shop. Which is a UK company. Yeah, yeah, like an affordable fashion brand in the UK. Yeah, so but she, so she's like a multi-millionaires. He hooked up with her. They were together two years. They had a baby. Yeah. He now lives in Monaco. You're fucking kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> he now lives in Monaco, um, where I believe he's got like an allowance from his wife. Holy um, fuck balls. Yeah, but this was a, a, a hilarious because when he came out, this was how he was known. These were the... Uh, names he was given in the press for hot mugshot guy. He was also known as the blue-eyed bandit. Oh, hello. Hot felon. And my favourite, the original black pill. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Wow. Holy shit. So, you know, let's give a shout out to Jeremy Meeks, who just proves that adage that it doesn't matter where you are, you can always turn your life around. If you are incredibly hot. Yeah. You know, if you're beautiful, there's... Life's a fucking cakewalk. (laughs) If you're not, move to a country town and pump (laughs) pump those numbers up from a four to a seven. If you're fugly, you better get used to doing it hard time in prison. But if you're beautiful, oh my God, even, even while being arrested for drugs. Yeah. And like gun possession. Oh, what happens? You get a modelling career. You know what would happen if I went to prison? <laughs> I, if I went to prison, some very large 
very amorous men yeah. would finally get to live out their Hagrid in Azkaban fantasies. I'll be your Dementor. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Yeah, I would pimp you out so so hard in prison, yeah. like a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't reckon I'd have a problem dishing out hand shandies in a prison. Mm, you know, mm, I yeah. guess I guess it depends how much you know you don't want to eat at the cafeteria. How much you really want to be able to have the money to afford noodles? Yeah, because that's what you bargain with in prison because yeah. you don't smoke. I'm a very practical person mm. and very pragmatic. Mm. And if I was facing 20 years in prison and I mm. had to, you know, I wanted some money from chocolate and maybe some <laughs> cigarettes and although you can't smoke in Australian prisons anymore. Oh, that's true. You know, yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah, like some Tim Tam biscuits. Yeah. Or some homemade meth Fuck, that's made I, in somebody's butt. Man, I would I would set up shop. <laughs> I'd be the fucking, I'd be, they'd call me the jack stand. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> Space invaders. Do you still get paid like five cents an hour by the government for that? (laughs) For working in prison? Uh, I would be terrible in prison. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I I hate rules. I can't get up at a set bedtime. Very grumpy. Yeah. I don't like people near me. I mean, some people say they'd kill themselves, but I would literally turn into a soft-handed handjob machine. (laughs) I I don't care. (laughs) Why do I kill myself i'd just be like miserable yeah i'd be miserable too but at least i'd have biscuits oh, would you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be the difference oh yeah. my god no i like yeah no like somebody would like make me their bitch in like two minutes and who am i to i got big hands fellas <laughs> let's just let's just pray i don't get done for drink driving if i ever relapse <laughs> Oh my god! The thing is, somebody is gonna like be like they're gonna make me their bitch like so quickly, but then be like so disappointed at like my attempts at any kind of lesbian activity. I'm just kind of like, ew. That's not romantic. You can't get into it when the other person is just ew, ew. It's like a moldy duck pond. <laughs> Why is there slime on top of it? <laughs> Oh my god! Well, and we also have some big news. We got sent an email. Really? Uh, What's our email address again for people that don't know? Realmothman at gmail Because we can't be fucked springing for a paid URL. <laughs> Realmothman at gmail we'll, we'll get to it. We'll when get we have there. more public holidays. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, so obviously, you know, we've said to people, we've had some people send us some dick pics uh-huh. uh, that we have reviewed on air for them. Yep. Uh, so we put in the call if you'd like your dick. You know, reviewed, please send it to us at realmothman at gmail.com. It's not what I imagined this podcast would become. The real John Brooks? At the John Brooks. J-O-N-B-I-W-O-K-S. Okay, that one. John like Garfield, Brooks like the shoes. There we go. Yeah. Um, So we got sent an email by a shout out to Alexis Catley. Okay. Who just said, well, you want to see a dick? Here's a dick. There we go. Ah, uh, <laughs> very good. Very good. It's Dick Smith, <laughs> the Australian venture capitalist, strangely reactionary right-wing uh, ethno-capitalist guy. To be honest, I was a little bit disappointed because it was like the, I think it was like, you know, like the banner or something was like, oh, so you want to see a dick? And I was like, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> and as usual in my life, I was very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time you've seen a dick wearing a hat, though. <laughs> normally, normally it'd be the little sombrero from a bottle of Sierra tequila, but 
<laughs> to be honest, it's the only reason why I drink. It's just for the novelty hat. <laughs> oh, my God. A, f- a friend, uh, she got some, like, discounted liquor sent to her house the other day. Uh-huh. She got some, like, discounted um, peppermint liqueur. Oh. That she was going gonna to use for Christmas shots. And yeah. the bottle of liqueur, uh, liqueur came with a little tiny Santa hat. Oh. Like, that's, that's the value right there. Oh, don't you love that? This is, the, this is the item that will probably help you ruin Christmas. <laughs> Let's put a hat on it. <laughs> oh, my God. It is straight going on her boyfriend's dick come <laughs> December the 1st. Children's tears. <laughs> Children's tears. Here's 700 mils of them. Oh, my God. That's why you should never accept drinks from a vicar. Anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. But you know what? It's Yeah, there's always some member of your family making you cry on Christmas Day. Yeah, absolutely. Day. I fucking hate Christmas. So. Oh, my God. But you know what? That's so weird. Speaking of unusual family members. Okay. That totally brings us to the topic of this week. Would you believe? I would. All right. Today, we take a walk through the wheat belt. As we part the bushels to look at one of Bigfoot's possibly most unusual family members. So Bigfoot's got someone he's ashamed of? (laughs) No, he's just a little bit different. (laughs) Okay. Who, okay, according to You Talk To, I found articles on this subject matter. They basically split into, okay, here are the facts. Yeah. And then those people interpreted the facts one of either way. Okay. Okay. So either he is the gentlest soul you will ever meet. Right. Or he is a cold-blooded terror machine that will ruin your wagon ride. Sounds like a lot of men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. Yeah. In this oh, week's... such piercing eyes. <laughs> In this week's episode of The Grassman. The Grassman? Or The Grassman. I'm the grass man. man. <laughs> it up, pop. I played that to my son. He fucking lost his mind. <laughs> oh my god, that was literally one of my suggested titles <laughs> for that. I'm the grass man. Skippity dippity doo da da. Or I was gonna find Bigfoot, but then I got high. Ah, <laughs> very got nice. High. Then I got high. Then I got high. Nice little Afro Man reference as well. Nice little double-ended one. I know. Well, the problem is that I listened to that and then I was like, oh, now I've got to listen to like Cypress Hill. Oh, come on. Black Sunday is one of the best albums of all time. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. And so then I had to put on like Black Sunday. So then I had to put on Black Sunday and then I had to smoke a bowl. But what can I say? (laughs) Afro Man is a gateway drug. He really is. Yeah. That's how it starts. Now, sightings of the Grassman are first recorded... In the 1700s. Okay. As Native Americans tell the story of large bipedal humanoids that would wander the grasslands of Ohio. Now, local tribes would reportedly leave food out for the creatures as a peace offering. Yeah, cool. And thus avoided any interaction or conflict with these large creatures who were called the... These were their words, wild ones of the woods. Wild ones of the woods. It feels like just a a lightning should 
Yeah. When you talk about them. But they had the right idea, okay? They're just going about. We'll leave them some food and the food would disappear. Um, and they never had any interactions. The uh, Indian tribes and the wild people of the woods lived together in perfect harmony. There you go. I spent some time uh, driving a good friend of mine around, uh, Josh Warrior, stand-up mm-hmm. comedian. Uh, he's Aboriginal and he talks about um, connecting with his wife's family. So they're from the Northern Territory and he went and spent a lot of time up there on country mm-hmm. with his wife's family. And the stories he told about people who still live traditionally on the land and the offerings that they make mm-hmm. when they interpreted signs on the ground, he said, if they didn't do it, shit went wrong. Yep. And when they did do it, their holiday was fine. Yeah. He said it was unfucking real He said they were walking home with a catch of, they shot kangaroos for dinner. Yep. And at one point this guy goes, oh, fuck, look at the tracks. And he pointed out what was there and he said, we can't go any further. We've got to leave the roots here. Yep. Like, we're just not eating tonight, guys. I'm sorry. Like, deadly serious, left it down there and off they went. And that story, fuck, it was unbelievable. Okay. Great, great stories. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I was raised Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's just, it's a bit shit. If you come along, you see the tracks of like a vicar, quick, gather the children. Yeah. Yep. Leave little Timmy. <laughs> Leave Timmy. We don't have time to save Timmy. He's got to limp. <laughs> you just got to be faster than Timmy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so... Unlike its Bigfoot brethren, the Grassman has been observed travelling in what appears to be family units. That's very interesting. Because, of course, as we know, everyone knows Bigfoot is usually like it's a lone, you know, figure in the woods. But the Grassman um, has been seen where in one stage, I think the maximum is people have seen seven figures. So it might be Catholic. Could be Catholic. Could be Catholic. But and the reason they think that they'll say that they're family units is because they'll be like exactly the same, you know, you know, hairy. Yeah. But so obviously you have these creatures that are eight full and then you'd have like a couple of small ones that are about five foot, which would indicate, okay, maybe those would be little grassmen children. Yeah. They could just be hippie influencers and like van lifing it. That is the other option. We're not ruling it out. Yeah. Not all monsters who wander are lost. If you could smell like a Gwyneth Paltrow vagina candle, it's probably just influences. You see them on the top of a hill trying to find signal so they can update their reels. <laughs> People have found large collections of grasses in the woods. And this is where the grassman gets its name. Ah. Which they appeared to be gathered and put together as if in a nest or a bed. Okay. Um, people have theorised that yeah, they're the resting nests of the grassmen when they are forced to sleep in the outdoors and not as theorised in caves in the forest. Okay. Okay. So they've, they've just... Uh, I've seen pictures. I forgot to download one. Sorry. But yeah, it's just this big collection of like grass, like really just like... The world's biggest bird decided to, like, make a nest. Okay. Now, eyewitnesses have claimed that the creature had large, broad shoulders. Give it a contract. A muscular build. Definitely Monaco. Covered in black or dark brownish hair with large hands and feet. Might be Greek. (laughs) What we're gonna what we're gonna take from like a lot of um, eyewitness testimony that I read from like the grassman? Yeah, 
A lot of thirsty men go into the forest. Oh. All right. I'm just going to say it because a lot of them, uh, they talk a lot about the thick, muscular build. Yeah. You know, they're very descriptive about that. My favourite one is, so this this one old gentleman, you know, saw, saw a creature in the woods, goes on for 10 minutes about thick muscular build like you could see the muscles you know there was fur but you could still see you know the muscle and like its chest and then asked about whether it was like a male or a female oh yeah um i couldn't tell it had its cock in my mouth (laughs) 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 and his was like he just obviously seemed like got very defensive and was all like wow well well, I, I I didn't I don't know about that. I I, I didn't go into looking there. <laughs> oh my god! Just look at the dick. Look at the dick. You see a bigfoot as if you don't have a cheeky look to have a look at its dick. Of course you look. If it's got a dick or if it's got a badge, of course yeah. you have a look. Yeah, you got to know. What am yeah. I dealing with? Am I dealing with the the alpha male or uh, the the pack leader female? I don't yeah. Know. Dick or tits? What's it got? I was saying you like search it out. Like you, like obviously you turn away like a gentleman, but you have a quick squeeze. Like, oh. Yeah, it's urinal etiquette. You know, just. Don't ooh. stare. Yeah. But, oh, okay. Note taken. Banana for scale. <laughs> I mean, don't just stare at it. You know, his eyes are up here. But. <laughs> I think that's the other reason why, like, these descriptions of, like, what happened, it's all very vague. Yeah. Just too many thirsty dudes in the woods. Yeah. Uh, Wonder if he's got wild creatine in his diet. Look at that! <laughs> look at that rippling muscle. <laughs> Would it lack some? <laughs> now the grassman has been seen in the plains and forests of the rural east of Ohio, mm-hmm. and in the foothills of Al 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 Mountains. Okay. Oh God! A double L E G H E N Y. How would you say that? Allegheny? Allegheny? I don't know. Email us at realmothman <laughs> at gmail.com.au. Uh, there is no dot .au. I need to stop saying no, that. No, there's no dot .au. One of the traits that really makes the grassman unique is that the Ohio grassman has been reported by eyewitnesses on occasions to be in a group. Uh, which, again, which is at odds with the general sights of the solo Sasquatch. People have also alleged that they have seen grassmen on or near their farms eating the crops that they grow. Uh, well, yeah. Why have a scare, a scare, just have like a, you know, big grassman walking through. It'll scare off the birds. Would. You know, he will eat your corn, but what are you going to do? Yeah. In 1869, a farmer reported seeing a hairy nine-foot-tall bipedal creature eating grass and wheat in his field. Hmm. <laughs> That was all we got. We just, you know, the guy shot at it. Yeah, it was eighteen sixty nine. Like, of course he did. after this, in the late eighteen hundreds, a man reported that he and his daughter were travelling in their wagon along the Ohio River, when a large, hairy biped, gigantic in size, with burning eyes, emerged from the forest and grabbed the man, pulling him from the carriage. Mm. The man and the creature struggled. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) 
don't touch me. Uh, we're both men. This doesn't make it gay if I'm thinking of the king. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking someone had to sort of explain something to his wife, and <laughs> this is the best way to do it. Yeah. Well, yes. He grabbed me forcefully from I the was, garage. I met the man to read some Oscar Wilde, <laughs> and before I knew it, I was living it. The man's daughter leapt from the carriage and produced. Do you know what she produced? A firearm or breast milk? I don't know, it's one of those two. Better. Okay. Her science stones. Nice. The daughter threw several of her science stones at the creature. <laughs> you don't know if it makes a hollow thud <laughs> or more of a coconut noise. Yeah. <laughs> Stop aiming for the dick. <laughs> That's definitely a hollow thud. <laughs> The last stone struck the creature directly in the middle of the ear. Oh, Beowulf style. This is when the creature released the man and retreated back into the forest. <laughs> Fuck you, fucking bitch! Ah! <laughs> yeah. He throws a stone. A rock in the ear, that'd fucking suck. That would hurt. I once got a baseball, like, Oh, right. And caught it with my ear. That yeah. fucking hurt. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Science Stones 1, Grassy Bigfoots 0. Yep. And weirdly, this uh, encounter may have uh, have telling consequences <laughs> in future interactions okay. with the grass fan. <laughs> starts wearing protection. <laughs> and he comes wearing PPE. <laughs> he just starts wearing helmets. Earmuffs and shit, yeah. Cut to 1995 in Akron, Ohio. Local residents of the area say that in a swampy area just off Manchester Road, which runs past state parks, Mm -hmm. an unusual creature, which they called the Grassman, had been living in the area for at least 30 years. Okay. One resident telling Bigfoot investigators that on many occasions they had seen the animal's footprints when the eyewitnesses had been fishing or camping in the woods. Another resident told investigators that he had physically seen the creature in 1988. And in his opinion, the creature was tall. (laughs) Well built. Oh, yeah. And easily weighed... 300 pounds. Because I was imagining him on my chest. (laughs) I was going to say, that's only relevant if you're imagining him on you. Yep. (laughs) Very thirsty work in these Very thirsty work. The same year, an eyewitness reported anonymously their encounter with the Grassman to the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organisation. I would fucking pay to answer their phones. I would pay. (laughs) To man that phone. They would be the best fucking phone calls you've ever had in your life. They have a phone thing set up so that if you've got eyewitness, you can just call and report it. That's so good. And this is when they got this call. The eyewitness claims that on July 4th, 1995, Mm. he and two male friends... (laughs) We're out for a nighttime hike. Doing normal male friend things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. By the rail tracks. Oh, yeah. 
parallel to the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. Someone was getting railed either way. <laughs> just, just, yeah, just three men alone out in the woods in the middle of the night. It's normal manly stuff. Uh, no women to get their women's shit on it. Oh, yeah. It's all manly, Ugh. manly scent. <laughs> At approximately 11.30pm, they reached a marshy clearing and they heard what they described as, because please tell me what this sounds like, a raspy coyote. <laughs> so an asthmatic, slightly hoarse coyote that's been yelling at his kids. It's been spoken 50 a day. Yeah, so... <laughs> 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 I, used to, I reckon she used to be my basketball coach in year three. <laughs> Stay out of the cage, John. <laughs> Pass it to Morris. <laughs> He's a better shot from three than you are. <laughs> well, the raspy coyote could only howl for about five seconds. <laughs> yeah, before he needed a fucking <laughs> ventilant inhaler. Pump. Yeah. <laughs> For science. How's that for Foley? <laughs> oh. This has become a BBC radio play. <laughs> the three men kept hiking for about several minutes. What's that, fellas? <laughs> Not exactly the hound of the Baskervilles, is it? I hear it on the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. <laughs> it's all it's black lung the dog. Uh. <laughs> so they hiked so the three men got together, went out into the woods, and there they were. Whatever they were doing only took them several minutes. They all ended up with raspy voices afterwards. <laughs> several minutes. Is that really good or bad for everyone to be attended to? Several minutes. What, like as in like three people having sex? <laughs> in the well, bush, yeah. Whatever they were doing in the with just a raspy, like fifty year old newly divorced coyote watching on. Oh, the ultimate dogging. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine imagine living in Ohio in the 90s. Kurt Cobain's recently dead. You don't know what you're doing. You decide to go and explore your sexuality in the hills with three of your closest friends and you lose your, your fucking gay virginity while a fucking emphysemic dog coughs up a lung in the background. That would, oh, no. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to get hard again without a French bulldog in your room, would you? You just have to have it in there. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Suddenly, you meet your son's like old cafeteria lady who oh. get unexpected bonus. Oh no! Oh god! What's wrong with Jeremy? <laughs> He's doubled over. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Okay, so several, I think, haunting minutes. <laughs> Uh, on this day that we recognise veterans, I stand and salute any man who can maintain an erection while a fucking coyote dies of fucking pleurisy. <laughs> dies of pleurisy behind you. Just, ple- just 
plumes out a plume of smoke. Oh my god. So they're hiking for several minutes. And then they turned around and returned to the marshy clearing. Oh, of course you did. Nothing to see there, fellas. Let's go back. Just kick a bush over it. It'll be fine. It's not turning back now. Uh. <laughs> Brokeback Mountain would have been a very different film. <laughs> if you had a syphilitic dog dying in the background. <laughs> Here, yeller. Come back, yeller. I can't quit you like I can't quit these smokes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's like, you know, they talk about like the cocaine bear, you know, it got all, the, yeah. it did all that cocaine that fell from the sky. This is the other animal in the woods who got that guy's <laughs> packet of cigarettes and just smoked his way through a whole plane load of like illegal Marlboros that had come across from Mexico. <laughs> Mexican Salem's. <laughs> oh, menthol. <laughs> they told me that was safer. <laughs> such a different movie though you'd have like the people trying to be like oh my god no it's gone rabbit and they're trying to run away and then the coyote has to stop halfway because it's just like totally unbelievable plot twist where they think they can keep it at bay because they found a whole bunch of nicotine patches <laughs> they just trap it in like a web of nicotine patches <laughs> it's going to sleep <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, okay. So, several minutes, they've turned around and they returned to the clearing. And then <coughs> they heard another high pitched roaring sound like before. Oh. But this time, longer. And except now, it was not coming from in the forest. It sounded like it was 50 to 75 metres away in the middle of the clearing. Oh, dear. Then a large bipedal creature who was in the middle of the swamp water... Okay. ...charged at the hikers. To be fair, this grass man has just seen some weird shit. (laughs) (laughs) He's just tending to his little rice paddy there and suddenly three dudes in backpacks start fucking each other while a dog coughs to death. <laughs> so this I didn't know there goes the neighborhood like, man. What? Like at least don't do it near the coughing dog. Like what? <laughs> I, I fucking live here, man. <laughs> uh. My children I'm getting ready for the children's birthday party tomorrow. <laughs> That's sullying the memory for me. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> so the large bipedal creature in the middle of the swamp water charged at the hikers through the swamp water. Fair call. Even though the creature was chest deep in the water, it moved fast, according to the eyewitnesses. The three men turned and ran full speed away. The creature stayed at the edge of the clearing, but the three hikers did not stop running until they had returned to their car. Fair enough. Probably because the grassman had just seen what was going on. I mean, no judgment from the grassman. He's you know clearly nobody wants to step in that. No one wants to step in it. That was that was seven minutes of just 
chaos. That was the grass man equivalent of hosing off dogs that are on your lawn. <laughs> Fuck off. Just, ah! Yuck. Ew. Someone desex these little things. And then just put on his like rubber gloves. <laughs> go tidy it up. Oh, my Lord. On August the 17th, 2011, still in the Akron area, two men. Funny that. Went night fishing. (laughs) Oh, dear. Back when Bud Light was for men. (laughs) (laughs) Two men went night fishing. That has to be code. Oh, yeah. Hey, Larry, what is it, Ben? I think there's something wrong with my rod. Can you feel it? Give it a tug. Do you think you'd be able to fish it out of there? <laughs> I think that's uh, that might be some bait there, Larry. How about a Bud Light like true Americans? <laughs> they will quench our thirsts. Oh, my God. And then, and then Larry the uses his butthole to open the can of Bud Light. Oh, yeah. Sexy. Freedom is free. free. <laughs> On August the 17th, the two men went night fishing at Mogador Reserve. Mogador Reserve? Mogador, oh, sorry, Mogador Reservoir. Okay, okay. Sorry. It was like, it was kind of like they wanted to call it Mordor, but they were worried about <laughs> copyright. So, yeah. how, how close could we get it? So, like the Audi version. <laughs> The two men enjoyed night fishing. Of course they did. And would often go night fishing together. They didn't catch anything but good times. <laughs> oh, there was there one time they caught something. And just quietly, hard to fucking a boat, so good work. <laughs> no, only if you're poor and it's a small boat. Like, I'm sure Gagne is off on a fucking mega yacht somewhere. Yeah. Just yeah. slamming it. Um, yeah. but, for, but for those of us who can't afford it. Yes. Crack open another Bud Light. Hey, Larry, what is it? You know, this Bud Light is like uh, making love in a canoe. What do you mean? Well, it's fucking close to water. <laughs> That's a Monty Python joke. I do not own it. Oh, my God. Oh, you'll get Monty Python cancelled now. Oh, no. no. John Cleese is going to come for me. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, so the two men enjoyed their night fishing. And the whole point is, this is what we've been saying all this time. There is nothing wrong with two men night fishing if they no. choose to. No, they should be able to fish during the day. Exactly. At home in bed. You know. <laughs> Just not while they're reading to children. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. So two men were forced to enjoy night fishing alone in secret. <coughs> and they would often fish there. Yeah. That's once there is desire. The men's truck was parked about 20 feet away from where the men were at the water's edge. The men caught a seven lib catfish. Seven pound. What is it, LB? That's pounds. Is that pounds? Yeah, that's pounds. Okay. What's that in real terms? With the metric system, I don't know. It's like three or four kilos. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's like a tit. Well, no, it's a decent sized fish. Okay. Well, like, yeah. Okay. You can eat it. Yeah. 
need a tit too. Oh, yeah. Um, the men's truck, it was about 20 feet away. They caught a seven-pound catfish, <laughs> which one of the men carried back to the truck and placed the fish in the back of the truck. Yeah. They carried on fishing. Hey. Hey. And this time they caught a 15-pound fish that was also placed in the back of the truck whilst the two men <coughs> continued... <coughs> Fishing. I got some stamina. I'll give them that. How much do they fucking just stop at the fish market on the way up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just let it dethaw while their love heats up. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you could defrost my fish, Larry. Any any man that is still attracted to another man wearing one of those goofy hats and a fishing vest, I salute you. That's true love. That, that's real love. That really is. That's real love. Ah. <sighs> The men claimed that they were believed they were alone at the fishing spot. Oh, yeah. I, I guarantee they made sure they were alone at the oh, fishing yeah. spot. Yeah. yeah. They had not seen anyone else, nor any vehicles or lights or torches. Because they'd been looking. Oh, yeah. But what they did notice was unusual tree knocks in the area and animal calls not usual in the area. Okay. The men state it was a warm and clear night with no wind. I can't quit you. <laughs> the call sounds as well as the sounds of something moving in the forest began to move closer and closer towards the two men. Okay. Might have been those three other guys, to be honest. <laughs> When you hear an asthmatic dog, you know the party's about to start. (laughs) The eyewitnesses later told a reporter that he suddenly got an overwhelming feeling that something wasn't right. And something was out here with them. Oh, dear. The two men decided to quickly, I'm just going to presume, put their pants back on. Yeah. Feeling judged out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they decided to pack up and call it a night. As they moved to the back of the truck, they noticed that one of the fish was missing. <gasps> the second man moved to the side of the vehicle looking for the fish. Mm-hmm. Then from nowhere, a rock was thrown from the woods and hit his friend in the chest. Oh, Jesus. The rock had been thrown hard enough that it left a mark on the man's body. Okay. Then more rocks were thrown at the men. I think somebody might need an excuse for why they've got a bruised chest. Scared, the two men just dumped into their truck and took off. Fair. Or it's just fuckheads who can't accept two men's beautiful love and love of night fishing. Yeah. Stang them! <laughs> I'm boycotting your whatever it is you are! Somebody was bent over a dinghy and came home with some bruises and had to explain themselves. <laughs> it was a Sasquatch, honey! A Sasquatch! <laughs> well, he ain't lying. He, he never lies about Sasquatch. <laughs> but in my mind, like... So there's going to be this, like, running theme of people who, like, hear these, you know, these sounds, these knocks in the woods, and they're like, oh, there's something. Yeah. And then they have rocks thrown at them from the woods. Yeah. And all I could 
think is maybe this harks back to like, you know, in the 1870s with, you know, that woman <laughs> through the rocks. And maybe this is like a close encounters of the third kind. They think oh, that's how we communicate. Yes. So this is their dur, 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 right in the face. <laughs> So just think that. This is what it could be. It could be there, duh, 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 but with rocks. <laughs> That's some hillbilly shit, but I think you're onto us. I think you're onto something. <laughs> they're just like they're like. That's how you communicate with people. Oh my god! He threw a half-inch socket at me. That's how I knew he fucking <laughs> he knew our culture. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Maybe we should get like Bud Light could like undo its damage by getting Sasquatch to yeah. do some influencer sessions. Maybe I think that'll so. that'll calm down the hate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Hocking Hills, which is a two-hour drive or a two-day walk away yeah. from the reservoir. A woman claimed she had a very odd encounter, only six weeks moving into an old house that was surrounded by farmland and backed onto a state forest. Uh-huh. Okay, when I found this article, I found some articles on this and it kept making me laugh because, again, you know, different countries have different names for things. In Australia, <laughs> some people, when they say puppies... That's also a slang term for a woman's breasts. Oh, yeah. There's some sick puppies. Yes. Yeah. So, there's there's a lot of articles that I think I would have phrased differently. Okay. If I was writing for an Australian audience. Okay. But for the rest of us, here comes some tits. (laughs) On August 29, in the summer of 2011, a grassman was spotted looking at a woman and her puppies. (laughs) Look at the dick. He'll look back. (laughs) The eyewitness had found a house located on the remote outskirts of town. The house was nestled in between two hayfields and it backed into a rugged forest area. The house had been sitting empty for well over a year. The new occupant and her flatmate had been living in the house for approximately six weeks. Close to dusk, the woman took her Australian Shepherd's litter of puppies mm-hmm. out into the backyard after their meal to go to the bathroom. Good dogs. Makes sense. Yeah. The owner heard the whistle she used to communicate with her dogs. Right. Except she hadn't whistled. Okay. The woman assumed it was her parrot. <laughs> okay. She has a menagerie. <laughs> yeah, she has a menagerie. So when the, the parrot would, you know, imitate yeah. her whistle. Yeah. So the woman whistled back and she got a whistle back. That's terrifying. And she whistled again and she got a whistle back. Okay. At that moment, her Australian shepherd made an unusual woof. <laughs> he started smoking. <laughs> <laughs> read that I was just like an unusual wolf <laughs> wolf <laughs> la wolf <laughs> fool <laughs> the dog was staring into the forest okay so I think the dog did the equivalent of the what the fuck yeah, but the, in wolf the boof 
<laughs> the woman looked into the forest and heard a rustling noise coming from the trees. Again, could have been those three guys. Could be some woods. night fishing. <laughs> the woman saw a tall, hairy creature about eight to nine feet in height. The creature had bent down an eight foot long, six centimetres in diameter branch and was staring at her puppies. Okay. My eyes are up here, Sasquatch. <laughs> up here. Yeah, she won't be so mad when she sees it's Cocksquatch. <laughs> With that chafed member of his. Oh my God, how dare you? Hello. <laughs> Then the creature let go of the branch and disappeared back into the forest as her flatmate came out of the house walking over to her. The eyewitness asked her room roommate if the parrot had started whistling and the roommate confirmed that the parrot was quiet and busy eating and had not been whistling. Oh, man, that's no good. Which led the woman to believe... She had been whistling back and forth with the grass fan. It was fucking terrifying. While he stared at her puppies. Yeah. He probably was like, oh my God, this first date's going really well. <laughs> and then her girlfriend shows up. God damn it! <laughs> I've been catfished again! And then he's just looking at it going, is that popcorn chicken? <laughs> the eyewitness also claims that she has spent a lot of her life living in remote areas. Yeah. So she knows the sounds of the forests and, you know, creatures of the forest. Yeah. But her and her flatmate began hearing knocking and banging in the forest behind the house, unlike anything she had ever heard before. The other option is, let's have these guys, like, you know, standing by, like, the riverbank. Yeah. Okay. When they're like, when you hear, so, yeah, so you heard a knocking on the trees. It wasn't like a... That started increasing as your lovemaking started increasing by any chance. You go, oh my god, the mysterious knocking of the bit, and there's just a big fort just, just jacking it on a tree. What a raspy coyote looks Oh, the beautiful sounds of danger. <laughs> oh, it's an ASMR record. I use it to get my kids to sleep. Spotify, uh, oh God, little white noise. There actually is a tape of that. It was tape traded in the eighties, and it was um, <laughs> Dracula pissing in various toilets. What? It's fucking crazy. Yeah. What? Why? Why <clears throat> does Dracula piss sound different? Oh, it's like it's like the Wolfman taking a shit. It's like Dracula take, pissing in different types of toilets. It's this bizarre tape from the eighties that my friend of mine has. It's very weird. You know some weird people, man. <laughs> yeah, fucking oath I do. You used to do drugs, you say. <laughs> used to, yeah. I used to and I still do. <laughs> oh, Lord. So the eyewitness also stated that there was an animal pen in the back of the property. Okay. And that they had put dog biscuits and peanut butter in the pen. I'm not going to ask. <laughs> But on occasion, they had discovered the gate to the pen had been untied, the food disturbed, and a strong, musky odour left in the pen. That's, no, that's weird. I, 
What is that? Wolfman takes a piss. Doesn't make any Wolfman noises or anything like that, but that's just, yeah. You know what freaks me out? I don't know if this happens in the male toilet, but it happens... Because obviously the the female toilets, we all just have our own private little cubicles. Yeah. And, you know, you'll be in, like, a cubicle, and there you are, you know, hunched over, trying to... Yeah, you do, know, do the business. Yeah. And you'll have someone who'll come in, and honestly, it's like a horse just walked in there. Yeah. And just... <laughs> Just this giant horse piss, and you want to be like, "Is your vag right? Like, what? What's going on down there? Like, it's just you just have a giant open hole where yeah. everything's connected, and just it just it's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Now you get that in men's toilets as well. Really? Yeah. But you, you but you get to see it though because they're I, next to you, yeah, or when they go into the cubicle. Or the cubicles. You hear, you hear dudes taking shits that should send them through the roof. Yeah. 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 You're just like, what is that? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like they just... And it's just... It's all out in three seconds and then they're off. Yeah. And you're like, how? And I'm here, tinkle, tinkle. And yeah. So that was... I'm glad you shared that with us, John. That was totally I'm glad I've interrupted the rhythm of the podcast. Uh, now, it's often reported by those who have reported to have experienced a grassman encounter um, or they found footprints or near the strange grass huts, you know, that have been built. Yeah. There is a powerful, rotting, musky smell. Okay. Like, link, <coughs> I don't know, links. <laughs> when you links fragrance yeah um powerful rotting musky smell mm, that's mm. definitely links public transport yummy <laughs> which okay look to be honest if this grassman okay is unique from the bigfoot brethren and it seems that he is essentially seems to be living on a vegetarian or like vegan diet of just like grasses and berries yeah except he stole a fish and he tried to get someone's dogs to come to him <laughs> but like if you're on a mainly grass and plant diet yeah. like those odors just happen yeah. like it's perfectly natural there's no need to shame the big guy yeah like that just happens on a plant diet okay you know i would have thought that meat eaters would smell worse oh yeah they do they smell like death uh-huh. but um <laughs> we also we also have a very you know look nobody's farts are smelling good no you know um oh maybe that's what we can do for our patreon the special level tier. You get your own personalised fart in a jar. Oh, my God. We get you a Sasquatch fart in a jar. They're coming with one of those big fucking pickle jars. <laughs> I just someone open it and be like, it smells like lynx. It smells like, like pine needles. <laughs> uh, in 2015, Charlie Page, a self-proclaimed Bigfoot researcher... He claims he managed to record audio of the grassman's cry. Okay. Now, we've actually got a sample of what he claims. This is the grassman on the wildlands of Ohio. Let's play that. Now, just, just as a quick preface, the, the clip itself goes for a couple of minutes. Yeah. There's a long gap between the calls, yep. so I've just chopped it down for brevity. So if anyone yep. is familiar with this, that's what I've done. I've simply edited it for brevity.
I, I don't know if you know this, mm. but with the money that we made from the Adelaide Fringe Festival, yes, I made a pretty wise investment. Oh, and I bought some old 1960s CIA spy equipment. Oh, and I've actually run that same sample through there to clean it up. Yes, to do the old uh, the Good Shepherd to try and isolate the church bell and uh-huh. see what's in there. I've cleaned it up. Yep. I think we might be able to hear a little bit better what's actually going on there. Oh, okay. So this is a world first premiering here on Gavin in the Woods, the cleaned up audio of the Grassman's Call. That was not worth the fucking effort. <laughs> but that was Black Sabbath live in Montreux for anyone who wants no, to. No, I like where you're going. I actually see the similarity. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. Do you know, it actually sounds more to me like the, you know, the sirens in Silent Hill? Yeah. That's what it sounds like yeah, more it does. than like. Yes, yeah. it sounds like an air raid siren. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced that I'm is I'm not the, convinced either. You know, um, or actually, no, you know what? I think that could be the sound of a grassman who's just come out of his swampy area and has just stepped in the exact spot where three men commence their seven-minute nature hike <laughs> and has just stepped in it. <laughs> That's what it could be. That's the same sound I made at 108s when I had to throw my shoes out. <laughs> Why is the floor like pizza? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Lord. So that's his recording of, of, he believes that's a grass man that he heard out in the woods. Yep. Um, and he claims it's both to the area is close to both natural caves and farmland, which, if you believe the stories, would be an ideal location for a grass man to live. Yeah. And play and work and yeah. watch people fuck in the woods. <laughs> and jam out to some Sabbath. <laughs> you got to do something. Like, you can't just eat wheat all the time. No. You know? Oh, Lord. No. Others. Oh, now, this is the sad point. That I'm, obviously, there are a lot of people who really want to be the person who makes the big discovery that confirms, you know, Bigfoot or Grassman do exist. Yeah. So, people will... I take leaps and bounds at everything. Yeah. You know, like, oh, a strange sound in the woods. Others point to what they call strange feces markings hey. on tree limbs as well as wood fibres. Anyone would know that an important part of hunting is being able to track animals based on their poo. Mm-hmm. So there are a frightening number of Americans who are actually very good at identifying shit. Yeah, but what's the difference between... You using a bit of bark to scrape poo off your asshole. Yeah. Okay, and a Sasquatch wiping a bit of poo off their asshole with a bark. I'm gonna have a guess. It looks pretty much the same. Quite possibly. Who the fuck uses bark to wipe their ass though? Well, the 
three shells hasn't been invented yet, all right? Maybe this is the forest version of the three cells. It's a fucking camping trip gone horribly wrong. <laughs> horribly wrong. I'm, I'm giving up a sock before I go for the bark. Well, you know, or like a leaf. If I'm giving up a sock before I go for the leaf. I'm giving up my hat, You're possibly not, a sleeve. Why don't you use a leaf? A leaf? Like, as long no. as it's not poison ivy. I'm not using a leaf. Why not? They don't have any absorption properties at all. Grab it and wipe. Grab? Push it. The fuck are you grabbing? Like the, the poo nugget that's stuck. The fuck? <laughs> are you like a fucking claw machine? Oh, I wanted a Pikachu. No, but if you could just like pinch it off and just remove it in a swift motion, like ninja style, you don't you wipe it and smear it. I have it. never once <laughs> in my 44 years had to quote unquote hatch a Jurassic Park egg by hand and help the little dinosaur out of his egg. Come on now. Come on. Never once in my life. Then you have not lived. I clearly have because I haven't had to fucking retrieve a half turd turd out of my ass. What? Well, you can't just leave it there. It mushes while you hike. Gross. God, look fucking. I thought you vegans had lots of fibre in your diets. (laughs) We can just grab Here it. I found out with that a leaf. every time you go to the toilet, it's a fucking breech birth. You're having to get the forceps into it. The fuck? No, you just gently, like a little baby bird, and wah, release it to the wild. I've never, ever heard of this. Yeah, you're such a hater. In my life. You get a cesarean next time you go to the toilet. Well, clearly someone's doing it because this poo has been found on tree limbs. Yeah. <laughs> just, although, so, look, some Americans are very large. Yeah. So they literally had to wipe themselves with a stick. The fuck? I'm not saying we shouldn't just be like, oh, it's Sasquatch, it's poo on a stick. It could just be a large person. It could be. I wipe myself with a rag on a stick. If you have to toilet using a stick, you're doing something very fucking wrong. We should be encouraging the guy. He's out walking in the woods. He's trying to do the right thing. It sounds to me like he is on the corn dog diet. It went in on a stick. It comes out on a stick. He's like, he can't, the coyote can't reach around there anymore because it's a bit old. (laughs) I think the coyote coyote would be called like Darlene. Darlene. Like an old smoker's name. Darlene, (laughs) Darlene. Don't flam upon my strange country threesome. <laughs> Darlene. Darlene. So the feces has been made on tree limbs, okay, as well as wood fibers. Okay. Okay. In the feces are, so in the feces. So someone's cracked it open and had a look. Yeah. Yeah. In the feces are hair strands approximately 16 inches or 40 centimetres long. Which, to be honest, some some dudes have beards that long these days. Yeah. You know, like, hippies have hair that long. Yeah. You know? Um, and if anyone is going to wipe their ass on a tree, it's, it's probably going to be a hippie. It's a hippie. Yeah. Um, and so the hair is 40 centimetres long. So some claim that this is the scat of the grass man. Okay. I think they've just picked up poo and they're just trying. They don't want to accept the fact that they have just picked up a fat man's poo. <laughs> what the fuck is he eating? <laughs> or again, it's one of those things. And if you, that's what you're into, if you're into a bit of poo play, 
Suddenly someone's come along. Oh, it's it's uh, it's the scat man. This is for science. Why have you got your dick in it? <laughs> I'm taking its temperature. It's a photo for scale. Uh, oh, oh, God. <sighs> the scat was sent to Ohio State University for testing. Oh, I bet the university was happy to get that in the oh, mail. Oh, yeah, the post pack. But the scat remains unidentified because I guarantee nobody... They just put that straight in the bin. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, no. Couldn't get any results. Flush. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. But possibly one of the most famous encounters with a grassman occurred in Minerva, Ohio. This creature became known worldwide as the Minerva Monster. Oh, nice. With an ongoing repeated appearances by a grass van or possibly a homeless person. But we'll get into that more next week. Okay. Where we're going to do a whole episode on the Minerva Monster as we try to find <sighs> out just was what was looking in this family's window. Okay. If it's a homeless person and it's Ohio, I'll bet Dave Chappelle won't let it build near his restaurant. <laughs> we're not touching that. No. We're not we're not we're not waiting. We're not waiting in on that. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, what do you think? Grass fan, hey? See, here's the problem with any cryptid in America. Uh-huh. Number one, I mean, they've lost so much of their wilderness. Yes. Uh, so there's, there's there's your big issue. Urban urban infill is huge in America. Yeah. Number two, um, subsistence hunting is very big mm-hmm. in the States. So you have people out there shooting on that sort of stuff all the time. Somebody would have shot one by now. Maybe they're just better hunters mm-hmm. than... The people who are out there. Oh, I don't know, man. Like, you know, people talk about hillbillies and that kind of stuff, but fucking, they're, they're often very skilled mm. hunters. And hunters. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the other thing is the, um, like with this grassman, like people suggested that perhaps they're living um, in the cave systems of yeah. America. Yeah. I actually started looking into this. I was actually surprised by the huge cave areas um, that stretch all through uh, America, a lot of like in their forest parks, the amount of like cave systems. There you go. You know, is quite astounding. So yeah. I guess in the deep woods. Quite possible. We've all seen the movie The Descent. I'm still quite certain there's something to be found in the wilds of Tasmania. Mm-hmm. Because Tasmania genuinely, like they found trees that were 400 million years old. Yeah. In that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is some fucking funky shit going on in the middle of Tasmania. But in like, you know, in like the, you know, the deep woods where nobody goes. Yeah. Do you think there is still the chance that there could be something in there? Because that's the other thing. Like some of these, where you say these are established yeah. hunters. Yeah. You know, and go out all the time. Don't get spooked easily. Yeah. For these people to be like, oh yeah, no, something's not right. There, yeah, there could be something in that. Yeah. There could be. Or could it just be because they live in a, you know, a constant sense of everybody's armed and so many people are homeless. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's in a constant sense of dread. It could just be their economy. It could just be. Yeah. Yeah. And their defunding of mental health. <laughs> yeah. Don't know. I guess we'll have to find out in episode two. Ooh. The emphysemic coyote. <laughs> 
if I make it to a part two. <laughs> Seven minutes. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> anyway, so just remember, you know, you uh, as the emphysemic coyote looks on, it hasn't got long. Let it have a last thrill. <laughs> um, let it stick around, maybe, while the real Mothman eats the carpet. <laughs> And back to my old catchphrase, look at the dick. (laughs) For science! For science, look at the dick.